You are now listening to the Urban Wire podcast on the Urban Wire Media Network, where we shine the light on the issues impacting the urban community. Join us as we discuss the latest in news, politics, social commentary, celebrity news, gossip, interviews, and so much more. This podcast and other podcasts on this network are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Blog Talk Radio. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel at www.youtube.com forward slash UCOFW and join our Facebook group page and official page for show updates, discussions, and show listings. Email us at ucofw.indy at gmail.com to advertise with us, submit show ideas, and other business inquiries. Treats LLC is a decadent sweet shop that creates exquisite desserts for any occasion. Whether it be for an anniversary, birthday, special event, etc., Seize Treats has you covered. Seize Treats LLC uses the most freshest items and the best chocolates, caramels, and products in the world. Every bite of Seize Treats will leave you wanting more. She's located on the west side of Indianapolis and you can connect with her on social media. Facebook and she's on Instagram. Reach out to her via email at seastreats38 at gmail.com or you can contact her at 317 664 2609. Hey, I have a question for you. Are you too busy to keep your chores done? Well, leave it to Crystal Clean. Crystal will help you keep your place clean, balanced, and in tip top shape. Crystal will arrive fully equipped with her own cleaning supplies, positive energy, and ability to work some beautiful magic into your life. Keep your home, your sanctuary, and take away some of that stress and worry. You can message her or text her directly to schedule a service at 317-603-5897. Crystal is now specializing in residential and office cleanings, and she's also now servicing Central Indiana, Hamilton County in Greater Indianapolis. Check her out today.
All right, y'all. We are here after a long hiatus. We are back with another edition of the Urban Wire podcast where we shine a light on issues impacting the urban community. Yeah, man, we are here for a jam-packed show. We have a lot to discuss tonight. We haven't been on air for some months, but we are back and we are back strong. Um, we're going to bring our guest up here shortly, but I just want to give you a rundown of what we're going to be discussing tonight. Um, and then we're going to take care of some housekeeping things and then we're going to jump right into the show. Um, tonight, we're going to talk about um, the riverboat brawl that took place in Montgomery, Alabama. If you guys been take um, been paying attention to the media, you've been seeing all kind of coverage about that and um, how crazy that story is and how it continues to unfold. Also, we're going to talk about um, that Jason Aldean song, Try That in a Small Town, and just to kind of like how people are correlating that with that the uh, riverboat brawl and just kind of like the backlash that he kind of received from putting that song out. Also, uh, we're going to talk about um, Bill Cosby. He's back in the news again. I mean, he can't stay out of the news. He has more um, people that are coming out and saying that, um, yeah, he's sexually assaulted them. So there's a new victim. Um, Jamie Foxx is also under fire right now because um, he made some quote-unquote anti-Semitic um, comments, which I don't believe that it was, but we're going to get into that. Also, Tory Lanez has been sentenced to 10 years. We're going to get into the nuances of that, and we're going to talk about um, how a lot of times people in the entertainment industry, especially women, how they are viewed and how a lot of people will side uh I don't know. It's just a lot of misogyny and stuff like that. So we're going to get into that. Also, we're going to do an update. Um, I brought this up on the T podcast. Um, last episode, we, we were talking about how a Detroit pastor was um, finally sentenced after four years after killing a young transgender um, woman. And we're going to get into the nuances of that. And her family is uh, now happy that they have gotten some type of um, retribution and they've gotten justice after all these years so we're going to discuss that and we got a lot of other little things we're going to talk about too so we're going to um jump right into things um if you guys can hear me or if the audio's good out there on facebook um let me know um we definitely want you to join in the conversation um some housekeeping things if you want to support the show support us at um dollar sign urban wire um, we do have that up here on the screen. We will definitely love to uh, um, love your support. We're trying to do some big things with this network. We're going to be launching our internet radio station next year. And we would love for you guys to support us. Um, if you have any story ideas or if you want to advertise with us or if you want to possibly even be a guest on the show, if you have um, a story that you want to tell or if you're, you have a community service that you uh, would like to um, get out there to the to the public, you can email me at S-E-Harris, and that's H-A-R-R-I-S-02 at gmail.com. Once again, that's S-E-Harris-02 at gmail.com. We're going to get into some things tonight. Um, we're going to go to our guest. Um, I think my cousin Rachel is on tonight. We're going to bring her up. Uh, 
Rachel, are you on? I'm on. All right, cousin. I really want to thank you. Like we had to do some last minute switching around. Unfortunately, C um, is dealing with a family emergency tonight, so um, I was going to postpone the show. But I'm just going to. I just wanted to go ahead and give the people what they want and just get on here because we have a lot of important things that I wanted to talk talk about tonight. There's a lot going on in the community. There's a lot going on uh, politically, and I just felt that I, you know, want to still go. Um, live and do this podcast tonight and discuss what's going on. And can you hear me um, pretty well? You have great sound, yes. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so what's been going on with you? What do you have going on? I know you, you, you I don't know if you wanted to share. I know um, you, you and your sisters, they, you, you guys uh, sing in the city or I just wanted to um, see if you guys had anything coming up or anything that you wanted to promote on the show as far as your music. Oh, yes. So definitely. Um, I've been more in the background lately, um, but my sister Jennifer has been doing some amazing things. There is a lot of things to do out here in the city, guys. Um, so uh, she has a show August the 12th. Um, so All you right. definitely want to be there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to say yeah. the wrong place of where she's going. So if I'm going to look that up. Uh, and okay. have that later on, but she's definitely going to be out August 12th. Um, it's open doors open at seven. If the show starts at 8 p.m., um, I want to say she might be at Blankus uh, that day. Okay. So, okay. but definitely come out to the city. Georgia Street has some amazing live music. Um, yes, yes. Same with uh, Whiskey and Rhythm. So, they are, there's a lot to do out here in this city. Yeah, and I just want everybody to um, just, you know, summer. We still in the mix of summer. Just, just be safe out here. Uh, let's, let's just go out and have a good time, y'all. Um, we've been hearing a lot of things that have been going on in the city as far as crime is concerned, and, and that's what we're going to get to here in a little bit because I guess there are uh, a group of clergy here in Indianapolis that want the police chief to step down because they feel like there's a lack of police accountability and there's just been a rise in crime. So we're going to get to that later on. But I just want everybody to be safe this summer. Let's go out and have a good time, y'all. There's no need for the drama. There's no need for us to be killing one another. We we need to really stand in solidarity with one another because uh, we're, we're all we have. And uh, it kind of leads me to the first story that I want to talk to, um, talk about tonight as far as the riverboat of fiasco that took place in Montgomery, Alabama. And those of you that have been following this story, I'm telling you the memes, the video, it's just so many things that were going on with this case that are, it's, it's I don't know, I have a mix of, mix of emotions with it because on one hand, I am happy to see that black people were um, on code and we, we stood together to protect um, someone that was in need. But on the other hand, it really shows me um, how things are even in 2023. We still have a, like a lot of issues with white supremacy, racism, and it just things have not changed. The more things change, the more things stay the same. That's what I always say. Like we we we're in a totally different time, but we're still dealing with a lot of the issues that uh you know, we've been dealing with since the inception of this country. But we're yes. going to go to this clip really quick and um, just kind of break down what's going on. For those of you that 
aren't aware of what's going on. And also, I'm going to uh, to interview the chief of police down there in Montgomery, Alabama. He's going to give you an update. There have been warrants of arrest, I mean, issued for um, those that were involved with um, this brawl. Um, but we're going to go to um, these clips, and then we're going to come back and discuss discuss this in you know, further detail. But also at this hour, we are learning new details about what led to that massive brawl in Alabama. A group of white men attacking the black co-captain of a riverboat dying trying to dock. Now today, three men have been charged. More charges, we understand, are coming. And I want to warn you that the video you're about to see is disturbing. Ryan Young, once again, is out front. You see stuff like that on the TV, but to see it live and you know, being a person of color, you know, you have those stories from your grandmother about how it used to be and how wrong it was. So it was it was hurtful. Clayton Wildcat Thomas is a musician on the river cruiser, the Harriet Two, and witnessed the fight that took place between a group of white boaters and a black employee that escalated into a massive fight on a riverside dock in Montgomery, Alabama on Saturday. The incident occurred after the riverboat's co-captain, Damian Pickett, tried to clear the dock space where the Riverside Cruiser normally docks. Montgomery Police Chief Daryl Albert announcing Tuesday that three white men had been charged with third-degree assault for their involvement in the incident. We're also asking for Mr. Reggie Gray, the black male, 42 years old, who was seen wielding that folding chair to contact the Montgomery Police Department for further interviews. The chief also identified the other victim today, a 16-year-old white male whose mother signed an arrest warrant on one of the individuals who attacked her son. The river cruiser idled for about 40 minutes while the captain was prevented from docking and first attempted to contact the pontoon owners by the cruiser's PA system. The co-captain was then picked up by a separate vessel and brought to the pier in an attempt to have a conversation with the private boat owners and or have those boats moved so that the Harriet could dock. A confrontation ensued between the co-captain and Mr. Pickett, the co-captain, being attacked by several members of the private boat. Everybody's yelling, hey, you know, and the captain, everybody's cringing because we can't help him because he's getting stomped and kicked and cussed. While it appeared to be largely split across racial lines, the police chief said at this time, there's not enough evidence to meet the criteria to charge for a hate crime or inciting a riot. Knowing Montgomery's history, knowing all the civil rights things that we went through here in the city of Montgomery and uh, what that means to the nation, you know, we were very uh, amped up to get this right. We'll continue to do all that we need to to ensure that we get it right. Montgomery's mayor, Stephen Reed, says the investigation isn't over yet. You can't allow your emotions or your initial thoughts to get out in front of what the facts tell you. And so uh, while this is an ongoing investigation, uh, so far the, the facts are, you know, kind of, you know, separated themselves from what was fiction. Aaron, right there, you see the boat behind me, the Harriet, too, as it sits here. There are some new signs that have been posted to show where people can and cannot park. But there's a lot of questions about how this investigation will move forward. We're also waiting to hear from police about the three arrests. We know one person's in custody, but we believe two others will be brought into arrest in Selma, Alabama, and then transferred here to Montgomery. So still a lot of questions, but obviously a community that's trying to heal.
In moments, the riverboat captain in that massive Alabama brawl is speaking out for the very first time. He joins me live. But first, some new developments tonight in the investigation. Police are now charging another person, this time Mary Todd, with third-degree assault, making her the fourth person now facing charges. A 21-year-old turned herself in today, expected to make her first court appearance tomorrow morning. Earlier this week, police also charged three men with third-degree assault. That now viral and massive brawl broke out after Riverboat co-captain Damian Pickett, the man that you saw struck that just now in the white shirt, a, asked a private pontoon boat to move so that his boat could park. Pickett, a black man, along with a 16-year-old white young man, were victims in the fight. Tonight, in an exclusive interview, the captain of that riverboat is speaking out about just what happened that day. Captain Jim Kittrell joins me now. Thank you for joining us today. First of all, we've all been watching. We've seen Thank this you, video. Um, everyone has been talking about this. We see where the video picks up. But tell us what you, what you saw happen. Well, what everybody hadn't seen yet is what happened to make all these other things happen. Mm -hmm. And that was, we were doing our five to seven cruise last Saturday, coming into the dock. And I noticed there's a lot of boats at the dock. And I noticed that one of the pontoons is too far back for me to align my exit ramp with the, I mean, our ex, my exit gate with the exit ramp. So I said, okay, well, so I blow my horn a few times, boop, boop, and nothing happens. So I, I did that a couple, another time, nothing happened. So I got on the PA and I said, uh, Folks in the pontoon boat there, could you please move your boat up a few feet so I can pull it into the dock? Nothing happened. No response at all. I did that maybe five, six times, and it still hadn't moved. So I said, okay. So I said, listen now, I I've got to get these people to the dock. I've got 200 passengers on here. I need you to move the boat forward. Still nothing. So I said, okay, well, um, I'm going to have to call the police. Mm. And the police are going to come down here. And if you've got alcohol on your boat or whatever, it's going to be a bad day. So let's just move the boat up and avoid that. Still, still nothing. This is all so said, the okay, PA so system. I call the police. You're saying, you're saying this to them. They can, they're within earshot. You call the police. They still don't respond oh, yeah. until this moment when you have your co-captain yeah. get off. And that's what he's confronted with? Well, not yet. I, 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 after I called the police, I went back on the PA one more time. And I said, okay, I've called the police. They're going to be down here. They're coming on their way. Well, the passengers and crew said they, they, they shoot, they're shooting, uh, they're flipping you, flipping you off there, Captain. I said, okay. So I knew that I wasn't going to get any cooperation. Well, then they just left. Everybody on the boat left. Off the dock. They're gone. As far as I know, they're gone, gone. I didn't know. So I said, okay, what am I going to do now? About that time, a friend of mine who was the captain of the sipping cycle, he called me up. He was at the scene, too. He was doing cruises. And he said, what you going to do, Captain? He said, I tried to talk to them to get them to move, and they refused to move. I said, well, do you think you can come over here? Let me put a couple of deckhands on your boat and send them over there and, and uh, let them move the boat for me. And that's common practice in the boat world. Yeah, sometimes you have to move a boat here and, here and there just to fit in. It happens a lot like at fuel docks or whatever. You have to move the boat sometimes. It's not Un, un, it un, it's not unheard of to do something like that. Yeah. And so but that, then when that happened, I mean, right. how did we, we then see that obviously they, these men were approached. They, they, they came back on the scene, even though you thought they had gone. And then this yes. violence escalates. 
you, you know, watching this, people immediately thought, just because of the racial dynamic in particular, obviously, here, they saw a, a group of white men attacking a singular black man who was struck. It looks like first. Right. Did you believe that race played right. an impact and a role on their on this entire thing? Well, initially, now, Damien, who is he's he's actually my first mate, mm. and and I've he's been mentoring. He's been on the boat for. Um, yes, he's the one that was struck, mm -hmm. and he he's been a dear friend of mine for a long time. And when they when the first guy hit him, I said, "Oh my God!" You know, and he threw his hat up. I said, "Oh no, we got problems." And then another guy got involved, and then three more guys, three or four more guys came running down the dock. I said, thank God they're going to stop this. But they didn't stop it. They jumped in as well. So he had like five or six folks on there. Another guy that's on the dock, his name's Daniel, and he's 16 years old. He's a deckhand candidate, and he did his best, you know, trying. He, he stepped mm -hmm. in there and tried to help as best he could. He got. All right, I just wanted to play a part of that, that interview. It was, the interview was actually like, seven or eight minutes long, but I just wanted to play a part of that so we can kind of get um, context of what's going on. Um, I just want to welcome my cousin Chan onto the screen, onto the stream as well. Um, I'm going to bring her up, and I think we lost Rachel, but I think she's back too. So, hey, Chan, how you doing? Hi, how are you? All right. I know you, I know this is a last minute thing. Like I was telling everybody earlier, like, um, she had an unexpected family emergency. So I was originally going to be like, well, I'm just going to postpone this, but I just wanted to really get on here because we had a lot of important things that I wanted to, um, discuss with the community. There's a lot going on, like politically. I wanted to really, um, do this show tonight because in the second half, I'm going to talk about um, black people as far as like what what is our role in this upcoming election next year and there's a lot of things going on politically in the city um as i was mentioning earlier to rachel um there was um let me see rachel do you have your uh, microphone muted um, by choice or did i mute you on accident no, it was by choice. I wasn't trying okay, to, okay, I'm, I'm okay. moving around back here a little okay, bit, so I didn't okay. want to bother anything. Okay, I appreciate it. But no, I was just wanting to say that um, there's a lot going on in this city politically. Um, there's a lot of clergy or pastors in the city that's calling for um, the police chief to step down because there's a lot going on politically. So we're going to get into that tonight. But getting back to this story, like there's been a lot of developments, um, as you heard, um, there have been warrants issued to for the individuals that were involved with this. And with this whole entire situation, I'm really glad that black people really stood stood together in solidarity because we don't we hear about this narrative all the time that we don't stick together and we're all all out here killing one another and attacking each other. And I really think that that is false because I'm really glad to see that we all stood stood together in this particular situation. And I'm really glad that things didn't escalate worse than what they did because someone could have had a gun out there. And then that would have just been a whole nother just crazy dynamic added to that. So, you know, yes. this was just a old, excuse my terminology, this was just a good old Joe Jackson ass whooping type of thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Everybody got out there and threw blows 
but it just goes to show you that racism is still alive and well. And um, I'm going to go to you, Chan. What do you feel about this whole entire situation? Because I know you've seen the memes, you've seen all the crazy stuff, <laughs> but how do you feel about this entire situation? And do you think it was racially motivated? Um, I absolutely think it, it was. I mean, we're just in a day and age where they feel like they can do what they want to us, honestly. Um, yeah. And yeah. pretty much they found out that they were wrong. Um, I always say we are not our ancestors, okay? Yeah. <laughs> we are not well, our I ancestors. Say this, though. I think a lot of times people put that, they put that narrative out that our ancestors were weak, but they weren't because if it wasn't for them fighting, it, we wouldn't be here today because a lot of no, them, I'm they saying went, it in the sense of we were we were um, back then. It just it, they got away with a lot more stuff versus yeah. today. Yeah, and I know so what you that's mean. That's what too, I mean but, when you know from my yeah. point of view and when I say yeah, I know what you mean. But I just yeah. you know how people misconstrue mm -hmm. that. Like yeah. I know what you yeah, yeah but I just uh -huh. wanted to kind of clarify that because yeah, 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 honey, we, you seen how them old school cats was out there? Don't honey, them them old school cats, man. You don't mess with no man. That's old school ass whooping down there. Like, excuse my terminology, but they was with the Tom and Jerry broom with the Tom and Jerry broom, <laughs> the the black mom on Tom and Jerry, baby, and they was tearing I'm people up you. back then. <laughs> yeah, have y'all seen some of the memes that were put out there by people? I got a couple. Yeah, of them. I just seen somebody with a somebody put a white chair up with a do rag and some black Air Forces. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I'm gonna tell you what. Let's go to some of these memes and then uh, I'm gonna see what y'all have to say about these. Check it out. Fade in the water. <laughs> and oh, then boy. I know y'all. I don't know if y'all seen this one. Yep, I did. They've they been going in about these chairs, baby. Did y'all know, I'm going to tell you like the historical significance. Did you know that the folding chair was uh, created by a black man? It was, um, it was a patent. Yes, I did. Yep, I uh, did. Yeah. <laughs> here's another one. I think it's a... Man, I got this one off your page. <laughs> Woo-wee! That was the funny one, honey. And then, that check totally this one out. totally took that uh, good times picture and took it to a whole nother level. I love honey. it. And then you know who this is in the middle, right? That who Chris that? Aldean guy that put out that song "Try This in a Small Town." That uh, oh, had some racial, <laughs> yeah, he had the racial undertones. Now, yeah, they tried it in a small town, but it didn't go the way that they thought it would go. And check not this at out. all. Somebody put uh created a shirt like this. Yeah, that's what. But baby, I put up a meme. <laughs> With ain't neither, you know, ain't neither. Uh, I'm a tearing that ass up, honey. I put that in them comments because they was really out there. Yeah, they got an old school one of them whippers that your mama used to give you, your grandmama used to give you with them damn switches. Mm -hmm. Baby, that guy was out there. And, and did you see the guy with the chair that was bumping oh, yeah. them? Baby, he was like bumping them people over the head, like you know, at, at Chuck E. Cheese, how you used to. Uh, <laughs> Baby, I'm telling you, I mean, but overall, it was a sad situation, but I'm really glad that we were empowered as a group of um, people because I really feel that that's what we need right now. And I hope this energy carries over into um, other situations that's going to happen. We know it's just going to happen, but I really think that we have to stick up for ourselves because no one else is going to stick up for us, you Absolutely. know, and we don't want to 
reinforce that stereotype. But Rachel, did you have a um, have like a opinion on this? Yes, I don't know if mine is going to be um, a popular opinion. Um, well, you I know think we that, all about the different opinions, so. Yes, I think that um, the thing about it was with the whole situation from seeing the whole story of it. Because, you know, a lot of times we just see partial just seeing the fight. But seeing how the man was literally trying to do his job, I feel like it was an isolated incident where this staff member who happened to be a black guy got jumped on by these other people who, who knows if they were inebriated, if they had alcohol in their system or what else in their system, you know what I'm saying? No excuses because they were very wrong how that man jumped on him um, mm -hmm. and how they ended up jumping this guy. But I think it just so happened to be, it was just ironic that it just so happened to be a group of other individuals who happened to be black to help this man who saw that mm. he was getting jumped, right? And wow. especially because of so many things in the media, they want to push the agenda of race to continue to bring just this division so much. Not to say that it's not alive and well, because we see it every single day. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Especially to be black people, we have to be on a higher hiatus, you know, on a higher, you know, alert. alert. Um, mm -hmm. But I think that that just happened to be an incident where a staff member was trying to do his job and people prevented him from doing so. And it happened to, you know, they're trying to push Oh, this black man was beat up by this white man and he was jumped by mm -hmm. these white people. And it's true, but yeah. it's like, these was just some individuals who were honestly being some jerks. And that's just, I'm going to put that nicely. Yeah. I'm not going to say yeah. anything, you know, yeah. but these are people who was being, honestly, they were just being very ignorant individuals. You know what I'm saying? So the man showed a, a lot of patience and they still just jumped on this individual. So I think that, you know, yeah. it happened to be a black person with these white people, but I think, feel like the media is trying to definitely push it as though it's a race war and they're trying to push my my feeling is they're trying to push for a race war yeah and like you said like it's it this is still under investigation so we're going to probably hear more about it because um they're still oh, yes. the man the, the, the man that was in the videos um with the chair they're still wanting to question him so that's a lot that's still going to um, come out from this like I don't think that it's done um, this has been um, brewing in the media all week long so I don't think that we we have heard the last of this um, and I don't know if you noticed in the interview when he was the captain didn't really want to answer the question about it was it racially motivated so I I, I don't know like we'll, we I think it goes actually. back to what Rachel said though they they're trying to make it you know solely focus on that and that's not what it's about. It's just this man was trying to do his job, and maybe it yeah. was the look. I don't know what it was that that. But I didn't look yeah. at it from that standpoint. Rachel is what yeah. I'm saying. It was, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. I I was kind of looking at it from the point of what you said, like how they are are wanting us to look at it. You know what I mean? And that's and and that's the thing about media. The media has a way of um. They try to come across like they're uh, being objective. But they have ways of uh, kind of like mounting the public per perception on certain things. 
and kind of framing the narrative because I guess from a point of view that they were trying to frame it as a racial thing is like the fact for one that this took place in Montgomery, Alabama, and two that uh, this was a historical site where a lot of slaves were brought in on boats from that port. So I can see how the media might want to um, try to try to frame the narrative of this being a racially motivated incident. So. Yeah, like like you said, we're gonna sort of have to wait and see um how this is framed out. Um, there's there's a still a lot of investigation. They want to question a lot of people because um I didn't even know initially that there was a 16-year-old involved in this. Like that's crazy to me. Like it's 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 ridiculous. And like I said, I'm really glad that there weren't any like actual weapons out there because that would that could have just ended up in a chaotic um situation so we're gonna keep watching that um but into the in the meantime i don't know what happened to rachel hope hopefully she'll end up um back on the stream but we're gonna right. go to our next story because i want to get to these stories really quick um okay i don't know if you guys have been following um the news um did you hear about tory lane's being um sentenced to 10 years behind uh, that yes, negative stat. I, yes, I did. Yes, I did. That was um uh, yeah, I'm just gonna keep my opinion to myself about that. But um well we're, we're like... gonna go to we're gonna okay. go to this clip really quick just to give everybody um you know kind of a uh background of this story and then we're gonna come back and discuss it because I kind of have a opinion that's kind of I don't want to say it's unpopular but I don't know how everybody else views this, but um, I want to go to this clip and we're going to be back here and um, we're going to come back with the rest of our commentary. The rapper Tory Lane sentenced to 10 years in prison for shooting hip hop star Megan Thee Stallion after a party in 2020. Janae Norman joins us with the latest on that. Good morning, Janae. You guys, good morning. The social commentary around this case has been astounding, really polarizing rhetoric over believing victims and protecting black women and backlash against Megan Thee Stallion, even though she didn't press charges against Tory Lanez. And when the Los Angeles DA brought the charges, the rapper rejected a plea deal, instead taking the case to trial, now learning his sentence. This morning, after being found guilty of shooting Grammy Award-winning artist Megan Thee Stallion, a judge sentencing rapper Tory Lanez to 10 years in prison. I've seen the trauma she's undergone in the last three years, and I am incredibly relieved on her behalf. The sentence marking the end of the high-profile trial that pit the two former friends and their fans against each other. Megan, why are you lying on that boy? The case continually trending on social media, contending with disinformation and disbelief over whether Meg the Stallion, whose real name is Megan Pete, was actually shot. Violence against black women and girls is a long-standing national epidemic. Women of color more times than not do not come forward to report victimization due to the fear that they will not be believed. The Plan B rapper, famous for her lyrics about female empowerment, ladies love yourself cause get ugly, testified that during the now infamous July 2020 incident, she demanded to be let out of Lane's SUV, saying he told her to dance before firing five rounds, hitting her in the foot. 
This past December, nearly three years after the incident, a jury finding Lanes, whose real name is Daystar Peterson, guilty of all three felony counts related to the case. Fans flocked to the California courthouse this week as the judge heard personal testimony, including an impact statement from Megan herself. The ungrateful artist trading her invincible image. For an impassioned plea to the court, saying, since the shooting, I have not experienced a single day of peace. Asking the judge to impose a stiff sentence, saying, he not only shot me, he made a mockery of my trauma. He lied to anyone that would listen and paid bloggers to disseminate false information about the case on social media. He released music videos and songs to damage my character and continue his crusade. Megan underscoring statements like this snippet from her Instagram Live, which is no longer on her page. I had to get surgery. It was super scary. It was like just the worst experience of my life. Lane speaking before learning his sentence, saying the victim was my friend. The victim is someone I still care for to this day. Everything I did wrong that night, I take full responsibility for. So for more than three years, this case has been tried and retried in the court of public opinion. Magnusalian vocal. All right, we're back. I just feel like with this, um, I look at it from the point of view that a lot of people, I don't know, like I wasn't there, so I can't say if what happened or what didn't happen. But I feel like a lot of times with black women, they're not believed. Um, especially in the in the in the hip hop industry, you know what I mean. You have to be kind of strong and, and hold your own in that industry because it's very misogynistic. And I kind of think it's messed up that people didn't believe Megan Thee Stallion, and then just even with Tory Lanez, just his whole arrogant attitude during the whole ordeal, and how he this is a supposedly his friend, but you allowed everybody to come out and demonize Megan Thee Stallion and I can kind of tell it has had a, a negative impact on her but I just kind of feel like 10 years I don't I don't know like I kind of feel like I don't I don't know if it was intentional I don't know but I feel like 10 years is excessive because you have people out here that are killing people in cold blood and aren't even getting 10 years so I don't know like I agree. what was what was what what was your outtake in it? Do you think that Tory Lanez actually um shot her or what do you what do you think in your opinion? Um what well what, after what that statement, place? I mean it's obvious he did it because he, he said he's ta he takes full responsibility, yeah. right? That yeah. that's what the statement said, right? Um yeah, I, I just said. think it was just one of those nights because they were at a party, correct? Yeah, yeah. Hello, that's crazy. They were at a party, correct? So I'm thinking maybe. Uh, you know, with liquor being involved, you know, liquor and music and the partying yeah, scene. I mean, yeah, yeah, a lot what, of things yeah, can just go what wrong else. under. Mm -hmm. under yeah, I, I, see, I was that's the point I was getting to, but I was trying to be nice mm. about it. But you know, all those things intertwined into one, it, it could just everything can go bad. So once again, I'm like you. I, I can't say it was intentional. Maybe it was an accident. And that's probably why she didn't go forward with the charges because she knows, you know, it's yeah. more to the story than what we know. But I, I, I'm mm -hmm. with you when you write. I feel like it was excessive. I, I don't think 10 years was I think that's too much. You know what I mean? But, you know, that's just how this justice system is like you mm -hmm. with us. 
they overcharge, they overcharge us, and they um, and that's just how it is. Like, you know, um, uh, that's why I tell people you have to really know who you're dealing with and you have to absolutely um, be on point at one time at, at all mm -hmm. times because if you get even if it's a misdemeanor, they'll find a way of yeah, dragging you through the ringer for that. So we and then we I also really feel like they pick and choose who they want to make an example of too. Okay, yeah, storylines, yeah, the you know, it's Tory Lanes um against Megan the Stallion, you know, she's out for women. I don't know how that stuff goes behind the scenes, but you know, just something in me is telling me that they're they're just trying to use this as um an example yeah. for people, you know. And then another thing that was kind of bothering too, um, I think I do remember him speaking on it like in the media and making like a song about it, kind of like mocking the situation a little bit. Um, yeah. I didn't really care for that. I didn't, I didn't really, I thought and that could have been what kind of wrong. And too. that could have been what put gasoline on the fire because it's it's what oh yeah, fact. oh yeah, like that's what I was about a lot to of say. Times, that's exactly I what I'm about like to say. I noticed like people yes. that do things behind the scenes, like or they add fuel to the fire. Sometimes that could be what what's taking into yeah, consideration. Yeah, because it kind of came up like if you would have heard it, I wish I could have found it and sent it to you prior to the show. I I actually didn't even know you were going to talk about the story, but if I knew, yeah. I would I would have found the clip for you and like actually sent you both of them. But it's almost like he buried himself, like because it, it didn't come yeah. out. I feel like if he would have just kept his mouth shut. Um, and maybe uh, release like a statement showing that he was sorry or something that the judge would have probably been a little more lenient with his sentence. Yeah. And, and it, it didn't help to, I don't know if you remember like his father, his father, I see where he gets his, his kind of mindset from because like Tory, Tory Lane's father was just like, it was just weird. Like when, when the whole, um, uh, yeah, he was like going guilty. off with the media, right? He was like going off. Yeah, right? yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. And my thing is it's like to me, like you can support your kids, but still uh -huh. hold them accountable for what they do. Right, right. And I kind of feel absolutely. like I feel like this is probably why Tory Lanez is in the situation that he's in because his father wasn't trying to um hold his son accountable. And you're sitting up here justifying what he did. And obviously, right. like, like, like you said earlier, he did it, he admitted to it. So, mm -hmm. like, at this point, you need to be like the father. It's like, I'm going to be here for you, son, but you have to. Absolutely. You know, and I think that's that's that's, that's the problem with a lot of our, um, even today with our kids in our community. We we justify, we see that there's a problem, that they're going down the wrong path. But then instead of correcting it, we want to uphold their wrong and be like, oh, my Absolutely. child would never do that. So, yep. this is just I a agree. precautionary tale. Yep, I agree. All right. Well, we're going to move on to our next story. Now, did you hear that Bill Cosby is being hit with another lawsuit? No, I did not. So there is a singer um, by the name of Morgan Picard. I've never heard of her, but she's alleging that Bill Cosby raped and drugged her. But check this out. The reason why I'm just like, at this point, I'm not trying to victim shame, but girl, you said that he... You looked at him as a father figure, but you said that he did this to you several times. So at what point do you get to, to personal responsibility and saying, well, this guy's been doing this to me allegedly by your own words several times. And this is coming from um, people.com. 
And I'm going to find a quote where she said, um, um, in this article, it says, according to paperwork filed under the Adult Survivors Act that was seen by people, plaintiff Morgan Picard accused uh, Bill Cosby, 86 years old, of inviting um, inviting the aspiring musician to the set of the Cosby show in 1987 when she alleged that he insisted and encouraged her to drink beverages that made her feel extremely intoxicated on multiple occasions. So this was between 1987 and 1990. Okay, I have a couple questions. Why didn't you say anything? This is almost this is over 35 years ago. Mm, like, damn, this is right. Like, so you didn't say anything back then, and then you said that this happened on multiple occasions. So at what mm. point do you take responsibility stop and stop putting yourself in that situation? Exactly. You see what I'm saying? No, I do. But my thing is this too. Why are you just now saying something? Why didn't you come forward with, okay, like you said, 30 some, oh God, I got so many questions. 30 some years ago, right? Okay, at some, some point when you do become an adult or whatever, why not say something then? Why are you waiting until this case passed where everybody has already spoken up and then I think he's almost at the end of everything, correct? Yeah. And so now and you're trying to reap like what? That is so wrong. You should have said something a long time ago. I'm gonna say this because, like, I feel like Bill Cosby, and 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 I'm not trying to get into like this because I don't want to get into like you know, uh, what they call that, like uh, all these theories and all this, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like all like this conspiracy you know, theories conspiracy theories i don't want to get into that because I, I feel like bill cosby has a debt to pay now and mm. i feel like he's at the, at the point in his life that he is now having to pay for um being so successful in hollywood because i do think that people uh they do sign these oaths and then they 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 uh they time maybe expired huh yeah, and I think that now all of this is coming to the light because, like, why is this now coming? Like, he's about to die. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to say that. Like, no, this no, man's no. 90 right. years old almost. Like, yeah. why is this all coming out now? Like, and that's why I always say, like, fame and, and all this notoriety and stuff, it comes with a cost. And you're going to have to pay on the front end or the back end. And I think that he's paying on the back end now because and then you know what it's even to the point now that uh dealing with these celebrities today and you know with the Me Too movement and stuff and all these ladies coming forward. And if, if you're seeing more and more people are being accused of uh these um sexual harassment, rapes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um I'm starting to see and hear a lot of people uh mention NDA forms now. So now you gotta yes. even sign an NDA to even be in a presence. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Is, and it's sad that it has to get to that point. I remember a day and age where, I mean, a day and time when, you know, back in the day, you could just, you know, if you see somebody you, um, like a celebrity you like, and you running up to them and you trying to give them a hug. I mean, that's what it was. You can't even do that no more because everything no. is coming off so over, you know, it's, it's being like over sexualized or, you mm -hmm. know, they're scared. They're scared. Well, well you know, that's, um, what Kevin Durant was doing that that um, athlete, that's uh -huh. it, and they were saying that's how um, a lot of his 
his stuff is now starting to surface because they were saying he was paying people off um because he was sleeping with them um transgenders and sleeping with them boys and stuff like that and Ooh, um no, they're saying yes honey they were saying that he was getting people to sign them nba nbas and now he's not making that money like he used to he can't really re- reinforce them like he you know so it's a lot of people that are doing that in hollywood it's a very messed That's up what game you need behind to the do because you need to um if I was you, like maybe for one of your episodes, try to get a hold of a like a blank NDA form and see if you can like read through it and see like what's actually on there. Because I yeah, thought once you sign yeah. those, you can't talk about it no more. You can get in trouble for it. Yeah, and that's that's how I'm wondering, like, how are these people getting away even bringing that up, or if they just don't care about the consequences because they just want to oh, get the word yeah, out here about too. these people. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I feel like, but, like at a point, if you sign those forms and you even if you are coming forward because you don't care anymore, um, you still shouldn't be in a position to sue because you sign like when you sign those forms. I feel like as an adult, you know exactly what you're doing and getting yourself into. A lot yeah, of these groupies yeah. do that, too. A lot of these groupies do that. And I wish these artists start taking heat of, of situations like that. Um, let me tell you, I, I was literally just at a, a concert. The other day, it was like with an older group called Three Piece that I really enjoyed mm-hmm. the group back in the day. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of disturbing stuff, okay? I'm not going to get into details wow. and everything, but I literally, I actually have it on camera. I'll, I'll send you mm. the videos. But I've seen wow. a lot of inappropriate stuff. And let me tell you, Seneca, they was doing so much inappropriate stuff, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them girls, you know, say some stuff you know what i mean if it don't come back and resurface even though they're an older group okay i'm just putting mm-hmm. that out there what they did on that stage and what they were doing to those girls and these girls were in there like mid-20s i would not and they they were groupies i would not be surprised if they try to come back around and and have this resurface full circle with uh, what they I were doing to, on that stage i hate to say this cuz cuz mm-hmm. this this gonna sound bad but do you I kind of think that's the same thing that happened with R. Kelly. And I'm not saying R. Kelly is innocent, but I think a lot of people, um, it, it was a lot of groupies, because I've heard how they were acting in Indianapolis when he was here. Oh, like, yeah. oh it's just I like, was at one of the concerts, yes. I'm talking about now, people taking their panties off, um, shooting them, like shooting them through their, through their fingertips oh so God. it can reach them on the floor because he was walking through the crowd, and they were actually shooting their panties at him. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying like these are grown but women. Like uh-huh. you you at some point you got to take responsibility. I'm not saying that I'm not excusing sexual assault or anything like that, but I, Absolutely. I, I will question like are all these cases legitimate when it comes to these allegations because oh I don't my think God. that they are all the time. Preach. I just I just don't. I really don't. Yes. And that's, and that's why where I, I was like... getting to. I was that's exactly what I was getting to without actually saying that because yeah. you know people are trying to take your words and twist it and say, Well, who are you to, you know, tell me what happened to me? Like you wasn't mm-hmm. there. No, I wasn't there, but I'm not no fool either. Sometimes when your common sense kick in, it's like it's it's common sense. Like yeah. you are putting yourself in these positions. You can mm-hmm. tell when something is like totally innocent versus you are attention seeking. 
possibly seeking out some dollars from this situation. And that's what I'm saying right there. And, and you, you hit the nail on the head right there. Mm -hmm. That's why when you have money, you got to protect your assets. You have to. Absolutely. And, you, and, and this is going out to anybody that's going to be in the entertainment, I'm sorry, entertainment industry or that are that's thinking about becoming an artist or anything uh -huh. like that. Someone yes. that's a public figure, even politicians. You have to be on point at all times and protect your public image as if it's yes. your, your baby because there are people out there that are waiting in the bushes. Absolutely. And there's people Absolutely. out here, they, they hungry out here in these streets yep. and they are willing to set you up and run a play on you. Like they are real willing to do that. And you have to really be careful of what you're doing out here. And I know that's sad, but you know, what they say, what they say all the time, but like with higher levels become, it, it's higher. More, what's, what's the saying? Like higher levels is higher devils or something like that. But there's Ooh, more. Yes. Mm -hmm. demons like as you go Absolutely. up the, the ladder like you have to to worry about those types of things so this is Absolutely. a good good tale mm -hmm. and speaking of that did you hear about um jamie fox having to apologize for making yeah, a about that statement? statement he put out about the jew the jewish statement yeah let me let me play yeah. this real quick so you can get okay. a um understanding of this and then we're gonna come back okay jamie fox is saying sorry in a since-deleted Instagram post, the actor shared a message on Friday that read, quote, They killed this dude named Jesus. What do you think they'll do to you? Hashtag fake friends. Hashtag fake love. The comments later sparked backlash, with some accusing his post of being anti-Semitic. On Saturday, the 55-year-old issued an apology for the post and noted that he never meant to offend anyone, writing, quote, To clarify, I was betrayed by a fake friend, and that's what I meant with they not anything more. I only have love in my heart for everyone. I love and support the Jewish community. My deepest apologies to anyone who was offended. Nothing but love, Jamie Foxx. Jennifer Aniston also got involved in the social media controversy after she was accused of liking Jamie's since-deleted post. Quote, this really makes me sick. I did not like this post on purpose or by accident. And more importantly, I want to be clear to my friends and anyone hurt by this showing up in their feeds, I do not support anti-Semitism. And I truly don't tolerate hate of any kind, period. Jennifer wrote on her Instagram story on Saturday morning. The backlash comes just a few weeks after Jamie took to his Instagram to share an emotional video where he gave insight into his health condition and explained why he didn't initially give fans updates. I went through something that I, I thought I would never ever go through. Uh, and I know a lot of people were waiting, you know, or wanting to hear updates, but to be honest with you, I just didn't want you to see me like that, man. You know, I want you to see me laughing, having a good time, partying, cracking a joke, doing a movie, television show. I didn't want you to see me with, uh, with tubes uh, running out of me and, and trying to figure out uh, if, if I was gonna make it through. And to be honest with you, my uh, my sister Deidre Dixon, my daughter Corinne Marie saved my life. So uh, to them, to God, to a lot of great medical people, uh, I'm able to leave you this uh, video. I cannot tell you how great it feels to have your family kick in in such a way. And, and y'all know they kept it airtight. They didn't let nothing out. They protected me, and that's 
what I hope that everyone could have in moments like these. Uh, now, you know, by being quiet, sometimes things, you know, get out of hand. People saying what I got. Some people said I was, I was blind, but as you can see, uh, as you can see, the eyes are working. The eyes are working just fine. Uh, I said I was paralyzed. I'm not paralyzed. Uh, but I did go through, I went to hell and back. And my road to recovery uh, had some potholes as well. But um, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm coming back. And uh, I'm able to work. So I want to thank uh, uh, the people that let me work. Um, and I just want to like say uh, I, that, I, that I, I love everybody and I love all of the love that I got. And man, you know, I know they talk about people crying on videos. You know, you could do take two, but I'm not gonna do a take two. This is, it is what it is. And if you see me out uh, from now on and every once in a while, I just burst into tears is because um, it's been tough, man. I was sick, man, but now I got my legs out, uh, under me. So you're gonna see me out. Uh, but like I said, I just want you to remember me for uh, the jokes that I crack, uh, the movies that I make, some of them good, some of them ain't. I think I got a good one out. Uh, and the songs that I sing, man. And then, you know, some people were talking about I'm a clone. Well, check this out. Just kidding. Uh, not clone, man, but I'm here on earth because of some great people. I'm here on earth because of God. All right, I just wanted to play part of that um, interview. Um, also, I wanted to give a shout out to Nika. She's online now, so we're going to bring her on. Hey. What's going on, cousin Nika? Hey, cousin. How are you? Hey, Chan. Hey, thank you. Thank you for joining the stream. I was telling Chan earlier, we had a uh, fee. She, she had an unexpected emergency, but I still just wanted to make the most out of this stream because there's a lot of things that I wanted to talk about tonight. Okay. And um, we just joined. Um, if you just joined us in the middle of our conversation, as far as Jamie Foxx is concerned, and Chan, I'm gonna ask you this: Like, do you think that there's some people in Hollywood that's trying to go after Jamie Foxx because it's kind of funny that they would just go after him and say that he's anti-Semitic, and the comment that he made didn't even reference Jews like that, and it's just like I've heard so many things, and this is a legend because there's a person that I follow on YouTube um, called Tough Man Podcast and he was saying how um, Jamie has kind of like low-key outed like some powerful millionaire, not billionaires billionaires in Hollywood and it ties in with Oprah and all them and the person contacted him behind the scenes and said there's a lot of people in Hollywood that's about to be a shakedown and there's going to be a lot of people that's about to be arrested and exposed for um, trafficking. What's going to say? CT, child. I don't want to say it. Uh -huh. Trafficking. And um, he's kind of shaking things up. And I'm really in fear for Jamie Foxx because you have really kind of, I don't know, you've kind of angered some billionaires. And I'm just, I'm seeing the writing on the wall for him. So I just pray that this brother is okay out here. You know, um, there's, been people saying that he kind of signed up for that oath in um Hollywood and now he's having to pay. And mm -hmm. I've heard some things, I'm not gonna even get into it because it's really descriptive, but like you know, he's played the game too, from what I've heard. So mm -hmm. 
that's, I'm telling you, it's one of those industries, you know, um, well, you ain't got to worry about the groupies, you got to worry about the people that's in, you know, the powers that be. So yeah, it's the price of fame. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely it the price of fame. I think the thing with the Jamie Foxx, like, it was totally taken out of context. And I don't, it wasn't, it was basically, he wasn't talking about the Jews. I mean, if you listen to what he said, that's something that we, as a culture, we we say that all the time. When they talked about, yeah. they talked about Jesus, they gonna talk about you, or they killed Jesus, they gonna kill you. Nobody's saying anything about the Jews. And I really believe that Jennifer Aniston, she really threw him under the bus. And the way she did, she, that that was very dangerous. What she she's treading on, on on dangerous ground. The way she basically threw him under a, a, the bus, like it was total hate that he did, and it wasn't like yeah. that, you know. And I just people, even his friends, you know, that are Jewish, they were like. Uh, had nothing to do with us. I don't think this was anti-Semitic at all. But, you know, sometimes people mm -hmm. tend to, you know, take stuff and just run. It's the nature of the beast. That's the social media for you. And I just, it's just like, why? This man literally just got off his deathbed. Why are y'all putting more stress on him? Yeah. You know. But this, this also makes me uh, question, like, why isn't there as much outrage when people come out and say things against the out African American community? Of course. Like, why is it? I kind of feel like, on one hand, it kind of angers me because, but on the other hand, it kind of makes me wonder, like, what are we doing as a community to where people don't have that same fear when they disrespect our community? So we got to kind of look at that because they you know own everything. I mean? Yeah, that's true. They they own everything. So, you know, when you, you know, they tread on people try, try to tread on light ground and and or and walk on eggshells when it comes to talking about uh, the Jewish culture or just you know Jews in in particular because they own everything and it's almost like they hold you know the power mm -hmm. of of your career or whatever you got going on whether it's in TV, radio, they own everything. So. Yeah, yeah. And that's what they're saying about a lot of people are, you know, this kind of links in with that. The whole yeah. Vlad, Vlad mm -hmm. a lot of people are saying that he's that same way, too. And um, he can be disrespectful to black culture and this, that, and the other. Like, he was disrespectful to Minister um, Louis Farrakhan. Mm -hmm. and it's like no accountability is being held. Yeah. But, and, but you better not say anything about his Jewish heritage. You know, if, if you do, it's going to be World War Three. Yeah, I think that it's it's a double standard. And I kind of feel like we have a lot of things in common with the Jewish community. And I think we need to be standing in solidarity. You know, it's not OK about our history if we can't talk about yours. And that's all I'm saying about that. Yeah. And I really think, it, you know, it's not even like. It goes it goes that much deeper cousin because it, it, it almost goes back to biblical because you know the Jews were looked at as like the chosen people you know mm. from biblical time you you notice like the U.S. is never like they won't touch Israel no matter how much dirt Israel did to the Palestinians how much dirt mm. they did mm. to the Jordanians Israel is still that place that cannot be touched you know when it comes to the U.S. it's like you're protecting them, you know, they protect the Jews because they're like a chosen, you know, they're looked at as a chosen people. 
And so that is why, to me, that's why they're so protected. Whenever something's said, oh my goodness, when it comes to the Holocaust, like you never hear them telling them to forget. And you know, I live in a Jewish community. So it's like, you know, they, if you tell them to forget about the Holocaust, all hell gonna break loose. But yet and still, we're told daily to forget about slavery. Or things that has happened like less than 50, 60 years ago. Or you were never a slave, so you shouldn't worry about it. Well, you were never in the Holocaust. I I mean, I could use that same thing. There are people still that are still breathing today that are still alive that were part of the Holocaust, but there's still people. I mean, slavery, we're not that far removed from slavery. People try to act like it's it's so far long ago. No, we're not that literally like 50 years, 50 or 60 years. We're not that far removed. My great grandmother was a slave Mm. and she was a sharecropper. So, you know, Mm. it's not it's we're not that far removed from it. Like people try to say, you know, we're still being affected by that. That's the difference. They're not being affected by the Holocaust. Yeah. As far as financially you know, demographically, no. They're some of the rich, richest people on this earth. And this is why I don't understand about this country, too. It's like, we'll pay reparations to them and mm-hmm. all these other groups, but then, like, when it comes to us, this is a... We're going to get into that in the second half of the show because um, I think that's something that uh, politically... Um, we're going to take a break here in a minute because uh, I'm going to split this show up into halves because I'm going to mm-hmm. um, air half of it later on this month. But Chan, I wanted to ask you really quick: Are you comfortable telling your story about um, Dollar General? Chan, I don't know if she's on. I think she just clicked her Chan. Oh, did she fall off? Wait a minute. She, I got to add her back. You there, Chan? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Are you are you comfortable telling your story about Dollar General? Because I was going to do that in the second half. Oh yeah, I'm comfortable. Because I have that, I, I just wanted to make sure because I didn't know if it was under investigation still. Because I have one of the clips that you um, had on Facebook, but I wanted to bring light to that um, because that story really angered me. I'm gonna say it in a nice way, oh. but uh, I'm about to split the show into um, the second half. We're gonna go to a break uh, for about two or three minutes, and then we're gonna come back with the second half of our show. Um, the second half of our show. We have a couple more stories that I want to talk about, including our main topic for the evening. Um, Our main topic is um, the black vote in 2024. What topics matter to us as the black community? And I'm going to talk about crime, education, um, police reform and reparations. So that's why I want to kind of segue into what we were just talking about into that. And also um, in the second half, we're going to talk about in forms of reparations, there was a um, a woman that that was alive back in nineteen in the nineteen fifties by the name of Henrietta Lacks. Her family just reached a settlement um, because they used her cancer cells to create like a lot of the vaccines that are beneficial to us today, as far as like the COVID vaccine and mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of other breakthroughs. So the family was um, actually able to reach a settlement with that. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. And also there's a, there's a couple more stories um, dealing with um, these men out here on the down low. We, you know, we're going to talk about that on the show. Um, there was this um, pastor in Detroit that was finally found guilty. He pled guilty 
of killing a trans woman that he had a sexual encounter with. So oh, we're wow. going to get into that. And then our last um, topic that we're going to talk about, and I'm going to let you guys go tonight, is there was a woman in Atlanta. Well, I think she was in um, a suburb of Atlanta. She recently passed, and her husband was charged because he knew that he had HIV and oh, wow. he wasn't getting it treated and she married him and, and that her family thought that she was uh, going through cancer again because her uh, it went into remission and she got really sick but they found upon like her pretty much dying that she was full blown and he knew that he was positive did not tell her he wasn't even on his medication so he could be undetectable so we're going to talk about that because really there's a lesson in that and it and it's something that's impacting black women and i really want you guys to be aware of who and what you're dealing with out here with these men right. so we're gonna go to a break and i'm yeah i'm telling you it's deep i have the news story so um hang out with me for a little bit guys i'm gonna uh, um, i'm gonna break this show up i'm gonna go to a break and then when we come back um we're gonna jump into the remainder portion of our show okay you are now 